Welcome to the seventh episode of my brand new podcast about knitting and life. My name is Nancy Ricci. I'm a knitwear designer based in New York City. I love anything and everything that has to do with yarn. I'm so happy that you're here. This is my seventh episode now, and hopefully I'm getting better and better at it. I'm getting more relaxed at just speaking into the mic without without anybody in front of me. It's like a totally new experience, but I'm so happy you're here. And today I want to tell you why my first sweater was a success. Because like everybody else, I started as a newbie knitter and I had never made a sweater before. I was afraid of making a sweater. I mean, I was like, I just learned how to knit who am I? I'm not a real knitter. Uh, I'm afraid to knit a sweater. I don't know if I can do this. Just like everybody else, I was completely new and I had my fears. But in today's episode, I'm going to talk about how, how I overcome my fears and why my first sweater was a success. Because there were certain steps that I took. I took certain steps. I listened to the experts. I did exactly what they told me to do. I, I, I wouldn't argue with them because I saw that the experts, their sweaters were so incredibly beautiful and their sweaters fit them so perfectly that I said to myself, they know something that I don't know and I'm going to ask them to guide me. Also, I had to overcome my fear. I had this incredible fear of double-pointed needles. In one of my previous episodes, I talked about double-pointed needles and where my fear was born for them. So just look back. I think it was episode, was it episode five, five? Yeah, I think it was episode five. So if you're uh, interested in that, go read how my fear of double-pointed needles, how, how that how that, how that was born. And I was still, I was uh, still holding on to my fear. And I was, and I said to myself, Oh no, anything that has to do with uh, double pointed needles, I'm not going to do that. So I held that fear in my heart and that fear would prevent me from making sweaters. But, but let me tell you this, let me tell you this. Um, while I was in Portland, Oregon, so let, let me t let me take you back to the time where I overcame my fear. I was in Portland, Oregon, Pacific Northwest, uh, in this yarn shop called Close Knit on Alberta Street. It was such a sweet yarn shop, such an um, such an encouraging yarn shop. I loved I loved going there. So 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 I was there. I had just moved to the United States of America. This was in the year 2007. Um, I had just moved to the United States of America. And while waiting for my green card and my work permit, I picked up knitting. I was in this yarn shop and this new book had come out. A book called Fitted Knits. 25 Designs for the Fashionable Knitter by knitwear designer Stephanie Jabelle. I hope I um, pronounce your name correctly, Stephanie. It's either Stephanie Chappelle or Stephanie Stephan, Stephanie Jappel. But Stephanie had come out with this book and the front page has this incredible sweater. It is in a yellow colorway and it, ha it is in a stockinette stitch. 
and it had a beautiful border right at the breast section. A beautiful border with textured stitches. It look, kind of looks like a checkerboard uh, where knit stitches and purl stitches are alternated. I saw that book and I saw that sweater on the, on the, on, on the cover and I said to myself, oh my God, that sweater. What a beautiful sweater. So I, I, I opened the book and I went to the page and I have the book right in front of me right now so that I can still feel how that was when I first saw that. So let me just flip through the pages and let me get to that sweater. If I can get to that, you hear me flip, flipping the pages. My gosh, when I saw that sweater, I was like, what a beautiful sweater. I want to make that sweater. And I went to the page, page 103, and this model is wearing this sweater. It has a boat neck. And then this adorable, this adorable peek through um, thing at the shoulder. Wow. Wow. I, 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 I wanted to make that sweater so bad, I could taste it. I could taste this sweater. And that made me say to myself, to hell with my fear of double-pointed needles, because I knew I had to use double-pointed needles to make the um, to make the sleeves. I said to myself, to hell with my fear. I want to knit this sweater. I want to make this sweater. I want to wear this sweater. I want to dance in this sweater. I need that sweater in my life. So that, that made me overcome my fear of double pointed needle. This, 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 this hunger, this longing, <laughs> this deep longing to make this sweater and to wear this sweater made me overcome my fear of double pointed needles. Secondly, secondly, I never made a sweater. So so, so how am I supposed to do this? I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to begin. I'm reading through the, I'm reading through the, through the instructions and I see this thing gauge. I see this thing says gauge 13 stitches in 20 rows over four inches. I don't know what that is and I don't know where to start. I also see needle size number 10 and I see the yarn that they, uh, that they specify. So I rush to the yarn store. I rush to the yarn store and I say, I'm, I'm looking for this yarn. Do you have this yarn? Yes, they have the yarn. So I'm like, where to, where, what to do now? And the yarn store owner, her name is Sally. And Sally said to me, you got to figure out, you got to figure out your size. You got to figure out your bust circumference. And once you figure out your bust circumference, you can, you can, the pattern will tell you, how much yarn to buy. So I figure out my bust circumference. And then I'm like, yeah, but 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 how how do I measure my bust circumference? Is my bust circumference my um, my 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 bra size? And Sally says to me, no, 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 that, that's something different. What do you need to do? You need to you need to um measure your bust circumference at the widest part of your busts. And she says, Come, let me let me help you, let me help you. So she measured my breast circumference. 
and she said to me, this is your breast circumference. I, I don't know how much was it back then. <laughs> it was it was far less than it is right now. I don't know. Let, let me just say, let me just say it was about 35, 35 to 36 inches. I believe it was like that. So I look in the pattern and I say, and I see uh, finished measurements, bust 34 and a half and then the next size up is 37 and the next size up is up is 39 and a half and mine was like 35 36 so i'm like sally sally which one which one should i should i choose i don't know which one i don't know which one and she said to me the closest one you know, i'm like the closest one i'm like 35 36 one is 34 and the other size up is 37 i don't know what to choose so she said you got to make a choice make a choice. Do you want your sweater to be like um, a, a, a little bit fitted, a little bit fitted than you are and go for 34. But if you want a little bit more room, go to 37. That was the next size up. So I choose 37. Okay. Size was chosen. Now the amount of yarn and the pattern will specify that, right? So I chose uh, uh, a bus circumference 30 seven and it told me how much yarn to use and now what so sally says to me not only sally also adrian adrian was um was working there and adrian would make the most beautiful sweaters the most beautiful sweaters and also jenny jenny was working there and everybody said to me okay you need to make a swatch and you need to make a good a good size swatch and then you need to wash your swatch and then you need to measure your gauge. So buy the needles that uh, that you need and uh, the needles that the pattern specifies and um, make your swatch. And then I'm like, well, if, what if I'm not on, what if I'm not on gauge? What, I'm, what if I'm off gauge? So they said to me, no worries. If you are, if you are off gauge, what you need to do, you need to go down a needle size or you need to go up a needle size. And then I said, but how, how, how will I know? And they said to me, you will know by making your first swatch. Make your first swatch with the needles that they specify. And the needles that were specified in the pattern was needle size number 10. And if you're on gauge, perfect. If you're not on gauge, you need to go up a needle size or down a needle size. And y'all, I, I, I really didn't understand why but i said to myself these people are experts they know what they're talking about so let me do that i didn't make only one swatch because i said to myself if i make this swatch and if i'm not on gauge then i have to make other swatch i have to either go up a needle size or go down a needle size so let me make three swatches oh yes i was that dedicated i made three swatches i made a swatch with a specified needle, needle size number 10. Then I made a swatch with one needle size down, this needle size number nine. And then I made a third swatch with needle size number 10 and a half. So I had three swatches. So I said to myself, three swatches, I'm gonna wash these swatches like I was told, and then I'm gonna lay them flat to dry. And then the next morning I am going to measure my swatches. So that was a really good exercise for me that was a great exercise for me to to make swatches and I I didn't resist I didn't resist I didn't roll my eyes at them I didn't sigh because I knew these are experts let me do what they say if I do what they say I'm going to be successful 
I decided what they said. And I, and I made three swatches and I didn't know how to measure my swatch. So I went to the yarn shop and I asked them for help and they showed me how to measure my swatches. And then, oh, 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 very important too. I would, um, I would mark the swatches. I would, I, I would have a little, I would have a little, uh, what do you call it? Just a little paper. I would tag, I would tag on the swatches and I would say, this is made with number nine, needle size number nine. This one is made with needle size number 10. And this one is made with needle size number 10 and a half, 10 and a half. I, I came prepared. I came prepared, washed my swatches, marked my swatches, went to the yarn shop and they showed me how to measure my gauge. Whoa, um, yeah, um, talking about this, I was, I was dedicated. I was dedicated. I was so dedicated because I wanted that sweater so bad I could taste it. And I wanted this sweater to be successful because I had spent a whole lot of money on the yarn. This was a yarn by Lana Grossa and it was exact the yarn that was specified in the pattern and I and, and, and I wanted I wanted this to succeed. So I um um, they measured the swatch with me, and one of the swatches was, I was correct. I don't remember which one. Doesn't matter. Um, what matters was that I was with one of the swatches, I was on gauge, and it also taught me that different needles will yield different um, stitches per inch. So it was a great, it was a great lesson for me. It was a, a great teaching moment for me. So different needles will yield different gauges if you work with the same yarn. Great, great lesson. Okay, so I, I I cast on for this sweater. It was the first time that I that I would make a sweater from a for just first time I would make a sweater and the first time I would read instructions. And I remember reading through the instructions, and it was raglan sleeve. And I'm 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 thumbing through the pattern. I have the pattern right in front of me, and I did exactly what the pattern told me to do. I cast it on, eighty stitches. And it says, do not join. It was a sweater in the round raglan sleeve. I did exactly what they told me to do. And then I read raglan setup, knit 30, place marker, knit 10, place marker, knit 30, place marker, knit to the end. I did exactly what they told me to do. And then at some point I had to connect in the round and I made a mistake. I made a mistake. And my 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 um my numbers didn't add up, and then I got really confused, didn't know where to go, and I was like, oh my god, I made a mistake. What did I do? What did I do? So, let me try again. So I took I took everything out, and I tried again, and I read again through the pattern, and I got really confused. I got so confused that I put the thing down and I walked away, and I said to myself, I can't do this. I I, I just I just can't do this. And then I picked up the book again and I looked at the front page, the, the cover. I looked at the cover and I was like, oh, that sweater. I want that sweater. I want that sweater so bad I can taste it. So I took a deep breath, walked back to my piece, and I tried again. And this time I would... I would visualize, I would close my eyes, I would visualize and I would say to myself, okay, I need to put a marker here, I need to put a marker here, I need to put a marker here, and I need to put a marker there. And every time I hit that marker, I need to do an increase. Every time I hit that marker. So every round that I make, 
has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight increases. So my my number of stitches will increase with eight stitches every time I do an increase round. So I would write everything down meticulously and suddenly I had it. So so my hunger, my taste, I could taste this sweater. My hunger for this sweater helped me over the, that bump. I could have given up. I could have given up right in that moment. But my hunger for that sweater kept me going. So I'm working on this sweater and I'm making progress and I do exactly what the thing tells me to do. And, um, and, 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 and I wanted to try it on. I wanted to try the sweater on while it's still on the needles. Couldn't, of course, I couldn't get it over my, over my shoulders because it's on needles in the round. So Adrian, Adrian, who worked, who works at the yarn store, uh, close knit said to me, what you need to do is you need to put your stitches, put your stitches on a second circular needle or uh, put your stitches on a, on a, on a piece of yarn so that you can, so, and, 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 and take it off of your needle, put it, put it on that, uh, piece of a uh, waste, uh, yarn so that you can, you can try on the sweater. So I did that. Um, and I said to myself, maybe, maybe better if I, if I put it on a, a longer circular needle. So I put the sweater on two circular needles for one for the back, one for the front, took the needles off of my working needle and I tried it on and it fit me well. Thank God it fit me well, but there was something off. Something was off. Um, at some point, you, I had to do a, a, something that's called a box stitch, where you alternate knit stitches and purl stitches for the for the for the for the for the bust part. And if you want to see the sweater, I made uh, a reel on uh, on my Instagram account at Getting Pearly with it, and and you see me dancing in a sweater with um with a piece of music by uh, what's her name again, Amy Winehouse. And you see me dancing in this sweater. It's like a cream colored sweater. So um, something was wrong with the placement of the box stitch part. It was too low for my taste. And also, it was a little bit too big in my breast section. And I was like, oh, man. I, I came this far only to find out that something is amiss. I need this box stitch section need to start a little bit higher on my breast section. And I need to, I need to have a little bit less stitches on the needles to take it in because it's a little bit too wide. And I had, I had worked on this sweater for seven days now, for seven days, diligently, I had worked on this sweater and I didn't like the way it fitted on my body. So there's two things I could do. I could throw that thing in a corner and cry and say to myself, I'm a failure. I can't do this. Um, I'm going to give up. Or I can pick it back up. I can pick it back up and take out what I've been working on for the past seven days. And that's called to, to rip it out. And uh, when you when you rip it out, then you, you have this sound, rip it, rip it, rip it, which sounds sounds like a frog. So knitters call that frogging. So I could frog this sweater and start anew. And I said to myself, oh, my 
oh, oh no, I have to take out all the stitches. Then I have to rip it out and then I have to put it back on the stitches. That, that's, that, that, that sounds just, it is impossible. I can't do that. I can't do that. So I threw the thing in a corner and then I um, took the book again, looked at the front cover and saw that sweater again and I was like oh, oh I want that sweater so bad I can't taste it so I took a deep breath deep breath walked back to my um to my sweater and ripped out seven days of work and I said to myself I want that sweater I'm gonna rip this thing out and I'm gonna start anew at the section I'm gonna I'm going to uh elevate that breast that breast box stitch section I'm gonna start earlier with it and then I'm gonna take some stitches in, take some stitches out to make it a little bit smaller. And I'm gonna I'm gonna figure this thing out along the way. So I ripped it out, and I learned how to put my stitches back on the needles. I learned if you put your stitches back on the needles, you need a smaller needle than your working needle. Otherwise, you'll have a problem. And I also learned that the stitches need to be on a certain way on the needles. If you take out stitches from your needle. And then you need to put it back on your needle. There's a certain way the stitches need to be back on the needle. The, sit, the, the front leg of a stitch needs to be facing to the right. So that I learned a whole lot. Listen, by making these mistakes and by ripping out and starting anew, I learned a whole lot. My level boosted like several steps up because I learned so much during the sweater. Also, I didn't give up. I would go back to the sweater every time I was about to give up and I was about to abandon this project. I would pick up the book. I would look at the front cover and I would say to myself, I want this sweater. I want this sweater so badly I can taste it. So that was the drive for me. That, that energy was the drive to go back to my sweater and to pick it back up again. So I did that took everything out, took all the stitches out, started anew. And then I said to myself, I'm going to figure this thing out along the way because now my stitch count is off and I'm just going to figure it out. I'm just going to figure this thing out because I want it. Then I came to the last section and the last section of the sweater has like these flaps. It has these flaps at the bottom and um, I didn't like those flaps at the bottom. I didn't, I didn't like it at all. It was like, I like the top of this sweater and, I, and I'm still looking, I'm, I, ha I have this um, pattern right in front of me. And I said, I don't, I don't like the, this, this little detail at the bottom. I just want to go straight down with this sweater. And I, I want to have side slits, side openings, but I don't like how it, how it is written with like these flaps at the bottom. So I omitted the flaps. Don't ask me how I did it. I just did it. Because I, I had a vision in my mind that I wanted, I wanted it to be a certain way. And I, I just, I figured it out. And then I failed. <laughs> I, I failed terribly figuring things out. So I had to take it out again. I had to take out the, the bottom part. I, so I was like, oh man, this, this thing is a whole journey. Oh, I, need, I need a pause. I need a pause from us. I need to, I need a break. So I threw it in a corner, walked away from it, and again, I looked at the cover of the book, saw that sweater again, and again, uh, I wanted this sweater so bad I could taste it. 
So that again was the impulse, the energy, the force that would take me back to my project and pick it back up. Well, I finalized the sweater and uh, uh, I, I was so happy. I was so happy when I finalized this sweater. I, I can't tell you that feeling of elation, that feeling of accomplishment, it really boosted my self-confidence. It really boosted my confidence. But then I said to myself, look at this thing. This thing looks so frumpy. Why does this thing look so frumpy? What What is this all about? So I take my sweater to the yarn shop and I say, why does my sweater look so frumpy? <laughs> and the expert said to me, it looks like that because you need to block your sweater. And I'm like, what? Blocking? And they said to me, remember how you made your swatch and how you wash your swatch and then you laid it flat to dry? You need to do that too with your whole sweater. I'm like, what? With my whole sweater, I have to submerge this whole sweater in water and then um, and, 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 and then block it. Do I have to pin it out? And they said to me, no, 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 you don't have to pin it out. You just submerge your sweater in water. And then um, you wring, not you wring, you, you, you squeeze all the water out. And then the excess water that's still in your sweater, roll your sweater into a towel like a sushi, then walk over your towel and the excess water will go into that towel. And then you have a next towel already, uh, a dry towel and layer flat to dry over, lay your sweater flat to dry on this dry towel. And I said to myself, okay, okay, let me just do what they say. I do exactly what the experts tell me to do. So I did that. It was, it was to me, it was like, whoa, this whole sweater, I need to wet it. It's going to be heavy. Oh, yeah. And they also said to me, when your piece is in the water and when it, it, it absorbs all the water, it's going to be vulnerable. So support it. Support it while you take it out of the water and carefully squeeze out the water. I did everything. I did everything they told me to do. If the experts would say to me, you know, jump three times and run five times around your sweater, I would have done it. I did everything they told me to do because I knew they are the experts. They've done this before. Their sweaters look, all of their sweaters that they make look beautiful. So let me listen to what they say. So I did that. I, I, I blocked my sweater, laid it flat to dry. And lo and behold, the next day I look at my sweater and the sweater was just so beautiful all the stitches had evened out I was so proud of myself I remember being so proud of myself I made a sweater oh yeah oh yeah and I made the sleeves and I used double pointed needles to make the sleeves and it wasn't that bad to use double pointed needles and I was struggling at first. I was struggling with the double-pointed needles. And then I said to myself, just focus, Nancy. Focus. You want this sweater? Focus. Use the double-pointed needles. Just, just plow through the double-pointed needles and make your sleeve. So it was a whole journey for me. This whole sweater. It was my first sweater. Raglan uh, sweater. It was a whole journey. A lot of times I would you know, I was at the point of giving up and I would say to myself, I can't do this. I can't do this. But, you know, when you say that to yourself, you can't do this, it, be it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So then I would pick up the book and I would look at the 
cover of the book and I would see that sweater and I would say to myself, I want that sweater so bad I can taste it. So that was the, that would propel me. And that would, it, it, I would go back to the piece and, and pick it back up because I wanted that sweater so bad I could taste it. Hi, I'm still like so excited when I talk about this. And, and I, I want to relay this message to you. If, you know, you see a sweater and you love it so much, you love it so much, you can taste it, but you have this fear. So your love for this sweater, your hunger for this sweater will obliterate. It will obliterate your fear. And while you are on this journey, sometimes you have to take out your stitches. You have to rip out seven days of work. I had to rip out seven days of work. And then you say to yourself, this is too much. I can't do this, but you have to make a decision. Make a decision. If you don't want to rip it out, you're going to throw that thing in a corner and you're going to not look at it anymore. And then you're going to give up. I was about to do that, but then I would go back to the book. I would look at the I would look at that picture, I would see that sweater, and I would say, I want that sweater, I could taste it. And then I would take a deep breath and go back to my piece, and I would rip out, I would rip out, learned how to put the stitches back on the needle. I learned that the stitches need to be on the needle a certain way. So all these things I learned, I learned, I learned. Ah, Okay, so look at, look at, um, Look at my uh, my my Instagram account, and you can see my sweater. There's so much you can learn uh, by making your first sweater. I need to wrap it up. I need to wrap this up. Go do your new sweater. Go do your first sweater. Do it. Listen to my story and and get energy from my story and go try it. Okay, we're nearing a half hour. All of my podcasts cannot be longer than half hour. I'm going to wrap it up. I'll see you at uh, at my IG uh, handle and I see you in my newsletter. Okay, I I talk I talk to you um, uh, with the next podcast. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Bye bye.